0: hey church welcome to revive at your place so good to have you tuned in today on easter sunday resurrection sunday i'm so excited about what god's laid on my heart for you today and i really believe it's going to help you you know jesus made lots of incredible statements about himself he said that i'm the shepherd i am the gate i am the bread of life there's a whole lot of things that jesus said but i think my favorite thing that jesus said about him the favorite statement that he made about himself was in John eleven twenty five 25 where he says I am the resurrection and the life. Now to be clear resurrection means that something died and came back to life again. Something has gone and then it's come alive again. He says I am the resurrection and the life but I think to understand what he means by that we've got to look in the context of the story that it was in and he said that in the story of Lazarus. Lazarus too was someone who was dead and came back to life. And when we look into the context of Jesus in that story, I believe we have three people with three different responses in that story, which I think speaks to us of things that we can die in ourselves as we go through life, that God wants to resurrect in you this morning. And so I want to start the story for you in in, uh, John 11, uh, verse 1 and verse 3, and it says, now, a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. Verse 3 says, So the sister sent word to Jesus and said, Lord, the one you love is sick. Now, we understand because if you've read the story before, you'll know that Lazarus is not just sick. He's actually sick as in he's dying. And in fact, in the story, we'll discover that he actually dies. In, from the sickness he's not just a little bit sick he doesn't have the flu he has he's dying he is absolutely on death's door and his sisters send word to him and says the one you love god is sick See, Jesus loved Lazarus they were best friends they were really close and and so everyone thinks well Jesus is going to go now he's he's going to get moving because if Lazarus is sick he's going to go and sort it out he's going to go and heal him he's He's done that before for plenty of others. He'll do it for Lazarus. And so what does Jesus do in the story? We discover that in the story, Jesus does nothing. In fact, for two days, while they are freaking out, Jesus is just hanging out. He's not actually doing anything. He's just cruising. Not in a hurry, not in a rush, not on his way to Lazarus, not on the way to the cry for help from his sisters. He's just hanging out. You see... This was, for Mary and Martha, this was bad news in the middle of a good life. I don't know if you've ever had bad news come out of nowhere in the middle of a good life. I can remember getting the phone call when in Wellington, four weeks away from planting the church in Wellington. Good life. Everything was about to happen. I get the phone call from Trinity, who had some Crohn's issues while she was up in Auckland for her dad's 50th birthday. And I get this phone call from her in tears because they had to do a CT scan, and uh they discovered during the CT scan that she was pregnant. We didn't know she was pregnant with medicine, but she was. And the technician uh, at the radiation place said, hey, look, we're really sorry, but your baby's been exposed to radiation and your baby's going to be born deformed. You need to abort it. And so I get this phone call where we're in the middle of a great place with this bad news Now we know that Madison's grown into a beautiful young lady and she's awesome and we don't have any worries and God uses that story for his glory all the time. But we got bad news in the middle of a good thing. Now in the middle of this bad news that is coming, Jesus says something really incredible in verse 4. He says, when he heard this, Jesus said, the sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory so that God's Son may be glorified through it. You know that thing that you never wanted to ever happen? That thing that you've always tried to avoid? In this case, for Mary and Martha, there was a very thing that God was going to use to bring glory to Himself. He said, hey, this is not going to end badly. This is going to end where people go, wow, about God and the amazingness of what He does. See, everyone believes that Jesus is coming, but He ain't coming. But then two days later, he says to his disciples, hey, guys, we need to go to Judea. Now, the thing about going to Judea is, is that the last time Jesus was there, there they wanted to kill him and the disciples. So him saying, we're going back to Judea, he's really saying, hey, we're going back and we're probably going to be killed. But he's saying to them, guys, we're going to go back to Judea because Lazarus is sleeping and we need to wake him up. Now, if I was one of the disciples, I'd be like, if he's sleeping, let his sisters wake him up. Like, we don't need to go back. We're going to die if we go back there. And there's this big discussion that goes on between the disciples and him about whether they should go back. Now, we understand, because we have the context of the story, that Jesus wasn't saying that Lazarus was sleeping. He was saying that Lazarus was dead, and they needed to go and raise him. And through this story now, as we get into it, there's three people. There's Thomas, there's Mary, and there's Martha. Martha. And I think that what they show is, is three areas in our lives where we can die on the inside, where Christ needs to come and resurrect. And the first thing that I believe we can die in is we can be dead in our doubts. It says in verse 16, it says, Then Thomas said to the rest of the disciples, Let us go that we may die with him. In other words, he's starting to doubt that this endeavor is not going to be good. In other words, he's saying this is not going to do that good at all. If we go to Judea, we're going to die, so we might as well just go with him and die too. He has doubting that this is going to work out well. And if we're honest with ourselves, just about all of us at some stage in our life have had spiritual doubts at some point in our lives. At some point we've prayed some prayer and believed God could and thought he would, and then he didn't, and boom, all these doubts start coming into our minds all these thoughts of of why didn't he do this what, what what is wrong with god you believed that god was going to do something really good for someone who was going through something really bad that you really loved and you thought god was going to come through for them and then he didn't and you're like god if you're good why did why did you let this happen if if you're all-powerful why don't you fix this why don't you stop this and suddenly suddenly you're like Thomas. You and I become like Thomas, and there's something on the inside that's a little bit dead in your doubts towards him because he hasn't done what you thought he'd do. The other area that we can die in is we can be dead in our discouragement. You see, you're not dead in your doubts. You're dead in your discouragement. You just don't see anything good happening. In fact, you just don't seem to be able to cut a break. The minute something good happens... Something bad follows very quickly. And it says here in John 11:20, 20, it says, when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him. Because she was like, Jesus is coming. I'm going to go out to meet him. But I want you to hear this. It says, but Mary stayed at home. Mary stayed at home. Martha ran out to meet him. Mary stayed at home. She stayed at home. She's like, why would I bother running out to meet him? It's too late. It's not like God can do anything about it. I mean, he's already dead. What's the point? Why try? There's nothing I can do about this anyway. Maybe you're thinking, I I just can't change anything. I can't do anything about what's going on. I'm always going to feel alone. I'm always going to be depressed. I'm always going to be stuck in this dead-end job. I'm just stuck. There's nothing I can do about it. And you're just dead in discouragement. Sometimes we... Use Christian language to cover up our discouragement. Somebody says, how are you doing? And I'm doing good. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. He has risen. Blah, blah, blah. And all that Christian knees that we use to cover up the fact that we might be smiling on the outside, but on the inside, we're really discouraged. Some are dead in their doubts. Some are dead in their discouragement. And then some are dead in the delay. Says here in John 11, 17, and 21, it says, On his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been dead for four days. In verse 21, it says, The Lord Martha said to Jesus, If you had been here, my brother would not have died. Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Maybe you're not dead in your doubts. Maybe you're not dead in your discouragement. Maybe you're dead in the delays. In other words, God took too long. Jesus, you, you should have come earlier. You should have come when we told you he was sick. If you had left two days ago, you would have been here in time. It wouldn't have been over. Why did you take so long to get here? And, and even though two days earlier, Lazarus still would have been dead if Jesus arrived two days earlier, the, the reality is in, in the traditional folklore, the Jews believe that the spirit of a person hung around for three days. This is not a biblical belief. It's not what we believe as Christians. It was folklore. It was, it was a Jewish tradition that they believed that on the fourth day, the person's spirit would be gone and then there was no hope. And so Jesus' two days delay means that he gets there four days after. And so Martha is like, if you had been here, my brother wouldn't be dead, but you, you didn't get here in time. In her mind, Lazarus wasn't just mostly dead. Lazarus was dead, dead, like completely gone. No hope, no chance, no point. You're too late. If you had been here, my brother wouldn't have died. You took too long. Why didn't you come when you could have done something about it? You feel dead in your delays. God hasn't turned up. God hasn't done what he said he was going to do. Why hasn't God stepped in? You're waiting on some answered prayer and God just doesn't seem to be answering. Yet, everybody else around you seems to be getting their prayers answered. Everybody else around you seems to be getting their prayers answered and you're praying and you're praying and you're praying and God isn't doing anything and you feel dead in your delay. Friend, I want to tell you today that God's, Uh, delays are not his denials let me say that again God's delays are not his denials just because he hasn't done something yet doesn't mean that he's not going to do something he's still in charge he has a plan and his plan is to bring glory to his name in fact if God hasn't turned up yet then you're in the position for an incredible miracle because God uses every situation to bring glory to his name the very thing that you're going through today is the very thing that he's gonna bring his glory to. But the key in this whole story is in verse 22. It's Martha speaking to Jesus, and I believe that every single one of us needs a verse 22 moment, and he says this, but I know God, I know Jesus, she says, that even now, everyone say even now, even now, God will give whatever you ask. At some point, friend, we're gonna need an even now moment. Even now, I know this looks hopeless. I know this looks like it's not going to happen. I know this looks just an absolute waste of time. But even now, even now, when you're discouraged, the presence of God can come and build your faith. Even now, when you feel all alone, like there's no one there, the presence of the Holy Spirit can come and give you a peace that surpasses all understanding. Even now, God can reach out into your broken family and bring healing and harmony and forgiveness and restoration even now, when everything looks impossible, we serve a God that says all things are possible. Even now, when there is something that is dead, the resurrection power of Christ can bring it back to life. We need an even now moment. It says and goes on in the story in verse twenty three. it Says, Jesus, your brother. Uh, to Ma- Jesus said to Martha, Your brother will rise again. Martha answered, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection in the last day. And Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? I, I, I want us to grab that. I am the resurrection and the life. I want you to understand, Jesus didn't say, I am able to resurrect. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. And the one who believes in me Will not die. We have to understand that resurrection is not what he does, resurrection is who he is. Resurrection is not an event, friend, it's a person, and his name is Jesus. And dead things don't stay dead when resurrection walks into the room. Jesus looks at the tomb, tells the disciples, Roll that stone away from the tomb, and then he goes on and it says, This Jesus. When he had said this, Jesus called in a loud voice. In verse 43, it says, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped in strips of linen and clove around his face. Jesus said to them, take off the grave clothes and let him go. Some of you are feeling dead on the inside right now. You've lost faith. You've lost hope. You're dead in your delay. You're dead in your discouragement. You're dead in your doubts. You feel trapped in a tomb, and you don't have the strength to roll the stone away. How do I get out of this? Friend, it's Easter, and you need to understand that Jesus rolled the stone away from his tomb, and he came out of his tomb so that you can come out of your tomb. And the same voice that called out to Lazarus and said, come out, is the same voice that's calling out to you saying, come out. Come out of your sins and be forgiven. Not because you're good, but because he's good. Come out and be set free. Not because you're strong, but because he's strong. Come out and feel his presence. Not because you deserve it, but because he's a good God. You can come out of the stone. Jesus has rolled the stone away. The resurrection is not something that he does. It's who he is. Jesus, the perfect sacrifice, who was beaten and hung on the cross, said to God in his final moments, Father, I did what you sent me to do. I finished into your hands. I commit my spirit. And in that moment, the sky went dark, thunder and lightning, and the place shook. And everybody that was there went into despair and discouragement because they thought that their savior was gone. They thought that it was over. They thought that this was the end. They thought that he was the Messiah, but he is now dead. What they were doing is they were stuck in Friday, not understanding that Sunday was coming, not understanding that Jesus had said, I am the resurrection and the life this will not end badly, but this is to bring glory to my name. And in the death and the resurrection of Jesus, glory has been brought to the name. Not only have you been set free, not only have you been forgiven, not only has the dead stuff on the inside of you been resurrected again, but it's bringing glory to his name. If you are stuck If you are dead in something, I want you to understand that one touch from the resurrection, one touch from the resurrection, Jesus, remember, it's not what he does. It's who he is. One touch from Jesus can change everything. It can turn it around. It can bring you out of the tomb that you feel stuck in. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. The tomb is empty, my friend. The stone has been rolled away. He is risen. And the resurrection changes everything. Because the death on the cross provided forgiveness for your sins. But the resurrection provided the power for you to come alive again. And when, G- and when the scripture says the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives and abides in you. What it's saying is that the resurrection. Jesus, the person, is in you. The resurrection power in you I am the resurrection and the life and whoever believes in me will not die what a great thing to remember this Easter that he is the resurrection it's not something that he does it's who he is Jesus can't help but bring dead things back to life again maybe you've got some dead stuff going on the inside maybe you're dead in your doubts Maybe you're dead in discouragement. Maybe you're dead in your delays. Maybe you feel trapped in a tomb of depression. Maybe you feel trapped in a tomb of anxiety. Maybe you feel trapped in a tomb of all sorts of things. I want you to know the resurrection has rolled away the stone. The resurrection is in you and the power to bring that back to life again resides within you. I wanna pray for you this morning, because I don't believe that any part of your life should remain dead. I wanna pray that the resurrection, Jesus, the person, would come in such a way that he'd bring resurrection life, this Resurrection Sunday, back into your world. I wanna pray for you. If you need prayer this morning, if there's stuff in your world that's just seemed to be dead, then I want you to look at the TV, I want you to close your eyes in just a moment, and I'm gonna pray that that resurrection power jesus the person will bring back to life those things that are dead father we thank you right now for every single person that's crying out to you and they say man there's some dead stuff in my world god i need the resurrection i need jesus i need the person of jesus to come and bring those dead things back to life we speak to finances we speak to health and people's bodies we speak to families we speak to not hopeless situations and we command resurrection power right now to come back and bring those things back to life the person and the Jesus Christ of Nazareth the one that died on the cross and rose again that resurrection and life be released upon every single person in Jesus name amen hey it's been so good being with you just today and I pray that you have an incredible week we love you we are for you God is for you God bless you see you next Sunday